Galatians chapter 3, starting verse 13, says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs where? Cursed is everyone who hangs on a what? A tree. Jesus was the first ornament. We could say it that way. I'm just being a type and shadow, you understand? But he hung on a tree. So we need to talk about the gifts that are under his tree. Because right now, we all get excited about this one that we decorate and the gifts we put up underneath it. But how more excited should we get over the gifts that God has under his tree? And what's awesome about his tree is that we can get these gifts anytime. We don't have to wait for December 25th. We don't have to have a specific time and wait a whole year, so to speak. We can have them any time. Do you know the Bible's full of gifts? The Bible's full of gifts. All right? Verse 14 goes on and says, In order that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come, upon, uh, come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. All right? So we've established the tree. The tree is the cross that Jesus hung on. And are there gifts based upon that came under the tree? Well, you know, the blood flowed down. The blood flowed down. And because of the blood, the remission of sin took place. Amen. Because of the remission of sin. We got to get excited about that. Amen. Some of y'all are not so far removed from sin. Uh, what I mean by that is even as believers, you blew it and you just had to repent. So you're not so far removed from it. You don't remember how garbage you felt just in that moment. You know, now others haven't been practicing it very long, but yet you realize I know how bad it is and I don't want to get into it anymore. Amen. I've been freed from that. Amen. I, I, I don't know any inmates that I've been around and I've been around a bunch. Okay. Not because I run with inmates, but because I go to prison ministry. But I don't know of any inmates that I've talked to that says, I love to go back to jail. None. Every time I'm in talking, they're always talking about getting out. I've never heard one say, you know what? I really don't want to get out. I love it in here. The food's amazing. <laughs> I mean, look at these clothes. Who gets these clothes, right? I don't even have to think about it. They put them on, right? No. These guys are like always talking about out, and they don't want to. Now, some get back. I understand, and I know why. I understand why. Amen. We know why that happens, okay? But that's not like they want that, right? Well, I don't want to go back to sin. I've been freed. Amen. I mean, I'm not talking parole. I've been acquitted of all charges. They've been expunged from my account. It's as if I've never done it. Amen. Hallelujah. So I don't want to go back. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 7, it says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be open. For everyone who asks, receive. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. Or what man is there? Uh, among you, when, uh, you who, when his son asks for a loaf, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he not give him, will he not give him a, a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, wow, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? Amen. Amen. Well, who's the real gift giver? Yes. Amen. Because even when man, because Jesus is talking here, saying, listen, I'm looking at all y'all and none of y'all good. Right? You give good gifts, but you're evil people. That's tough. But that's reality because none of them were born again. Okay? I mean, there's a reality to this stuff. All right? That's why I don't call people good anymore unless they're really good. Because there's a lot of nice, evil people that give great gifts to try to buy me and buy you to manipulate you and to use you. And we call them good, but the Lord calls them evil. 
Amen. But, you know, uh, those who are growing in the things of God, they can discern both good and evil. Anyway, so we see God's the giver of gifts. Uh, of gifts. John chapter 16, 23 to 24 says this, And that day you will not question me about anything. Truly, truly, I say to you, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. You know, how, do you, how are you parents? How are you buying presents this year for your kids? They're typically saying, Mom, I want. Dad, I want. Or you say, well, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas, right? You're asking them. You don't say, you don't, look, you're going to get whatever I give you. <laughs> and what you're going to get is what you need. Because God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. I'm going to supply all of your needs. I'm not giving you your wants. So you're going to get underwear and socks <laughs> and toilet paper and a toothbrush, a new one, and some toothpaste and a plunger, and deodorant, shampoo, a manicure kit, right? Comb and a brush. And you're going to love it. <laughs> right? No. But yet we sometimes, well, I'm not going to ask God. You know, he only is supposed to give me my needs. Well, he's going to create needs. He may need you to have a plane. Need you to have them all. Need you to have something for his purpose. And you think it's just clothes. He said, don't even worry about the clothes. <laughs> he said, I created a need bigger than that because my kingdom's bigger than this. Right? But what do you do? You're asking. Here's Jesus said, you ask the Father. Right? There's going to come a day you're going to ask him and he'll give it to you. So you're going to your Father to ask him. It goes on and says in 24, until now, you have um, asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be full. Well, take that in connection back with Matthew 7, 11. It says, says, how much more will your father who is in heaven give what is good to those who what? Ask of him. Amen. Our dad wants to give gifts. And those gifts are available because they're underneath the tree of Christ. Christ's tree provided gifts for us. Amen. I have never seen one of my kids wake up on Christmas morning and say, I don't want nothing up underneath that tree. Can we just have breakfast? I've never had one of my kids do that. I've never had one of my kids sit back and say, I'm so unworthy. I do not deserve this. Dad, you spent too much. Never did any of my kids say that. You spent too much, Dad. Please take it back. Can we pay our bills? Are we good? They never asked me that. Not one of them did. Never. They just tore that thing open, whoo, threw it down, went to the next. Right? I mean, threw it all out, got it all out. Then they decided what I like better. Right? And it became priority then. Amen. Okay? All right. So... James 1.17 says, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with, uh, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. So each gift is given to add something to you, not take away. God is giving gifts to you to add to you, not to take away. Amen. I did not negotiate with my children. Okay. I'm going to get you Christmas presents this year. I'm going to get you birthday presents this year, gifts this year, but you got to give me your old ones. No, it was just added to their stockpile. We just added. Now, sometimes we took liberty and say, we're going to get rid of some of this stuff because, honestly, you're not picking it up and you're not playing with it, and let's go ahead and put it in a yard sale because, you know, we would do a bunch of yard sales back in the day because, you know, we needed money. And um, so, you know, you sell stuff. Or you'd give something to somebody else at the church or whatever the case may be. In fact, sometimes we give some of their stuff away and they didn't even know it was gone because they didn't play with it so long. You know, they didn't realize it was there, right? But at one time, it was like, woo-hoo! Now it's like, I had what? Yeah. I mean, think about it. As a child, can you remember all your gifts? No. Now, I have a few gifts that like my top ten when I was a child. One of them was a bicycle. It had mag wheels. That thing was awesome. In fact, I want to go buy one now. I showed my wife, there's a mongoose in the Walmart at, um, at, um, in Palm Coast. I said, I want this one because this reminds me of my childhood bike. Look at them mag wheels. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I am. Took me back to my childhood. I painted that bike four or five times. It was awesome, the color schemes I used to have on that thing. So I remember that gift. But you know what else I remember? Socks. 
because my mom always got us socks. In fact, she may get me socks again this year. <laughs> so true. Can't have too many socks, son. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Each gift is given to add something to us, okay, and not take it away, all right? So let me just show you this real quick. Can I open this present, this gift, okay? I had someone uh, do these for me today. They're such a blessing in my life. So we love, and let me just say this. I am old school when it comes to gift. These are trash. Wrap it, man. Wrap the thing up. Little tissue paper junk. Okay. This is the gift that keeps on giving. Right here. Now, a lot of times, if you gave this to somebody, they'd be like, oh, thanks. <laughs> but they have no idea what they have. Because inside this contains all kinds of gifts. All right? All kinds of gifts. The first gift we're going to talk about that the Bible literally calls a gift. All right? Anybody want a gift? I'll give a gift away. I'll give a gift away. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay. Come on, Tabitha. You can have this one. But you got to open up in front of everybody. All right? So the first gift is the gift of grace. Let me read a scripture before I have you open. she got to stand up, man, in front of everybody. I understand. But she's got to get down in front of each. I mean, you can't just stay at her seat. The gift of grace. Now, grace is not just saving grace. There's a whole lot of grace, okay? There's sanctifying grace, serving grace, sharing grace, strengthening grace. We could say more, but we'll just leave it there. Ephesians 4, 7 says this in NIV, but to each one of us, grace has been given as uh, Christ appointed it. It was given. Why? Because it is a gift. Amen? So, grace is a gift given to us. In fact, you got to open it in front of everybody. These are, my, these are my little, you know, post-it notes that What's-Her-Name did for me. Oh, wait, I know what they are. Okay? Amen. These are gifts, and, and grace was given. In fact, if it wasn't for the grace of God, all right, then there was no opportunity. Yeah, if, and listen, if you already have it, re-gift it. I'm not against re-gifting the Word of God. Amen? All right. But if you haven't, enjoy. It's a great book. Okay. And it's got a journal, too. Wow. It's amazing. Hey, we're givers here. Amen. Oh, you got your hand raised up. Yeah, I see you over there. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> hope, you, hope your parents got you something. <laughs> I'm giving you the word, son. So unwrap it as I preach. All right. Okay. All right. Hallelujah. Out of the mouth of babes, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, again, NIV, I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. Christ gave you the grace, and through faith you enacted it so that you'd be in a relationship with God in the first place. And then that same grace then will strengthen you. It will cause you to be able to share. It will cause you to be able to give. There's so much that, that get, the multifaceted uh, uh, facets of grace, the manifold grace of God is what it says. That just means there's multifaceted grace because once you get saving grace, then it moves you into this empowering grace that allows you to live holy and to serve God in the capacity. And that grace keeps giving in your life. Amen. Now, you got to remember the first time you got that gift. And that was when you were strung out, uh, your life was in shambles, no good, you were struggling, you wanted anything to get you out of the pain you were in, and but God showed up in your life. The grace gift showed up. And you unwrapped it. And you were excited. And it opened up another gift. And I got another gift. Who wants another gift? Oh, we got some hands. Okay, I'll take this person right here. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So, you got to open up in front of everybody. The next gift is the gift of salvation. Salvation is a gift. Right? Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Right? Everybody loves to open up presents. Why? Because what are we getting on the inside? Right? And all of a sudden, you open up grace. Again, if you've had it, re-gift it. If not, enjoy. It's great. Amen. 
All right. And so grace opened the door where another gift showed up and it brought salvation to your life. How many remember today you were saved? Yes. Amen. I remember, man, it was June 1979, man. I was in Archer Baptist Church, and I went down and gave my life to Jesus. But, mo but after that, you know, I didn't value that gift as much during my high school years. Let it slip. But then when I met my wife on a blind date and realized I'm going to marry this person, next thing you know, I went and pulled that gift out. I said, man, you better follow this gift. You better go back and spend some time with this gift. You better recognize the grace of God and the salvation of God, and it's time to live different. It's time to get it together. It's time to allow the fullness of the gift of salvation to begin to manifest in your life. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go on. Let's see what the Bible says here in Ephesians 2, 8. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and it's not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Amen. How come we don't get excited about these gifts on a continual basis? Why is it that we're not like stirred up and say, "Woo!" like we are to a brand new ring, you know, with diamonds in it or, or earrings or a brand new watch or brand new clothes? Because you know what? Your diamond's going to fade. Your earrings are going to fall off with your ears. Your clothes are going to rot and moth. So they're going to eat it all, right? Your ears are going to fall off unless the Lord comes back and you are changed in the twinkling of an eye. Outside of that, they're going to they're droop bad <laughs> one day, right? Amen. Well, I mean, but these gifts that are from the Word of God are eternal gifts. Wow, they're eternal gifts. They don't lose their luster. They don't lose their power. They don't lose their significance. Amen. We get so caught up in this season so caught up in the things, things and more things. Yet there's gifts that are right here that we should be pulling in and saying, "Woo, man, I mean, just pretend sometimes. Just like when you wake up with your kids, man, and you say, oh, and just act like you're out. And their kids be like, what are you doing? I'm opening up my gift. What are you talking about, Dad? I don't see nothing. It's the gift of grace, son. It's so awesome. I'm just reminded of that gift God gave me. Oh, what are, you, what are you doing? Woo! My gosh, I can't wait to get this gift open. What are you talking about? It's the gift of salvation, son. Man, I just reminded myself that I was saved, set free, man, and that gift is here again today because of, of, of God's grace and because of God's saving power and his salvation. Man, our, our life is like this. Amen. Amen. Put ourselves in remembrance. John chapter 4, verse 10 says, As Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would ask him and he would have given you living water. Amen. So we must always appreciate the gifts of our king. We must not treat his gifts with little value once the newness wears off. This tends to happen. Amen. How many of you are still using the gift you got last year? Okay, got a couple. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? But have I, are you using every one of the gifts you had? No. No. Some of you may even thought, oh, that's nice. You throw it away. Notice how we begin to categorize. And the thing is, if we don't watch out, we'll do the same thing with God. You know? I mean, when you were, again, in the stench of sin and hurting and the pain was ever present. And that day, the gift of grace and the gift of salvation showed up. Your whole life was different on the inside. Now, your mom was a mess, I know. Because some of y'all came here with the gift of grace and the gift of salvation, but your mom was jacked. Yeah, it was jacked up. Your emotions were slap out of whack, right? I mean, it was like, whew, we got some work to do here. I mean, let me get up in this head, you know what I'm saying? The spirit of the person is great, you know? We're talking, man, you're awesome. You're going to make it. You're, you're amazing. You know, we believe in you. Why? Because the spirit on the inside of you is that great. But we got to get your mind out the way because it's a mess. I mean, it doesn't want to line up with what's going on in your spirit. And we've got to renew that thing, Right? And when we don't renew that, next thing you know, we set those gifts down and we start heading out in the world again. 
and picking up stuff that was had us in so much pain, start talking in ways that had us in so much pain. Why? Because we've allowed the newness of those gifts to wear out and we're not keeping ourselves in front of. I mean, I could just go through the Bible and remind myself of every account of what happens to the sinner, the unrighteous, the wicked. And that's enough to me to say, thank God for the gift of salvation. Wow. God saved me. He saved me. I mean, all I got to do is run through the list of Paul talking about those who won't inherit the kingdom of God. And when he gets into that line where he says, disobedient to parents, I'm like, ooh, gosh, that's me. Because there's some up on his list that I'm like, I ain't that, I ain't that, I ain't that. You know, you kind of got that self-righteous. I didn't do that. I never did that. Right? I wasn't that bad. You know what I'm saying? Disobedient to parents. Man, I was probably pretty really good at that one. I think we're all probably really good at that one, right? And as a result of that, that was enough to eternally separate me from God. Wow. I mean, just ponder that thought for a moment. Forever away in torment because you chose to. How could we pick up things and attitudes and actions that are contrary to the life of God once we receive these two gifts. It's because we've allowed the newness of them to wear out. Yeah. It's just like a brand new car. Get a brand new vehicle, a new vehicle, like, woo, even if it's used, woo, this is nothing, my car. Then, you know, you kept it clean, you wipe down your dash, you know, and you clean, put the armor all on the tire, like, wow, that's my car, that's nice. <laughs> right? Six months later, there's French fries all in the seats, man. <laughs> Trash everywhere. You're like, what happened to your new car? Where's the newness? <laughs> newness is gone. Doesn't even smell new anymore. Get some Febreze. <laughs> Spray it up in there. Wipe it down. Well, my husband won't. Well, get out there and do it yourself. The Bible doesn't say, thus thou shalt have your husband clean your vehicle. I'm not saying your, your husband can't do it. I'm just saying when you value something, Amen. It's about valuing gifts. And the Bible's full of these gifts that are eternal. And then we got to keep these things stirred up in our lives. Amen. Because I don't want the seen realm to take precedent over the unseen. But seen's temporary. The unseen is eternal. And it's awesome. And you know what? Whether you got me a physical present or not, doesn't matter. God's giving me one all the time. And I'm not better whether I have more presence or less presence. I have his presence. I'm complete in Christ. And he lavishes me. Because this isn't all. There's more. The next gift is the gift of righteousness. Whew. Woo, the gift of right standing with the Lord. All right. I'm going I'm to pull out a big one. All right. Who wants this one? <laughs> okay, this right here. Yeah, you, yes, 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 yes. Yes, you. You got to open it in front of everybody, though. All right. Okay, and do it, do it like you want it. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, got, you ever got to get around those people that are the neat? You know, that's fine. You can be neat. <laughs> just, you know, I just like, get it off, man. I mean, like, get that off there. You know, then you got to fold it. It's like, are we saving this for some other occasion or something? You know? And the cool thing about God is that God, you know, he can manufacture a lot of wrapping paper. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> All right? You're doing great. You're doing an awesome job. Keep going. All right? The gift of righteousness, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 11. It says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with a heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Romans chapter 5. Man, they did a good job on that one, didn't they? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, um, what was that one movie uh, where somebody was, was like a baby doll and was like the prison worker was like strapping it in because if I can't get out, nobody gets out. It was some stupid comedy. I don't remember. 
They could have, no, it wasn't. It was the, the little Chick-fil-A singing uh, uh, comic guy. Chick-fil-A, what a dirty, rotten trick you played. That guy. What's his name? Tim Hawkins. Tim Hawkins was like, you know, they, they had the work, you know, in the prison deal, and they let them package the Christmas presents. So when the guys like had a Barbie doll, they started like, you know, well, she's taking forever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to fill time. Go ahead, pull that. It's, it's a shirt. Look at that. Huh? You like that color? Okay, awesome. See, we picked the right one. You can be seated. Take it. It's yours. You can leave all that other stuff up here. You don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Make room for the next one, right? <laughs> you just dive up underneath the tree. See, as a child, when you come as faith as a child, man, you dive up in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And you just like, it's, you know, is that mine? Is that mine? It's like, you better get your hand off my gift, right? It's nothing worse than you touching my gift because I want it. You know, you don't even want help, people. You don't want people to help you tear your gift off when you're a child. You're like, you're starting to stockpile. These are mine. Right? Why are we like that with God? This is mine. Man, don't you. Well, I mean, the devil wants to come over and try to pull your little stuff to the side. Keep your gifts from you. You'd be like, better get your hands off my stuff. It's got my name on it. God's put your name on it. I said he's put your name on it. Man, you got to fight for that gift and say, I'm going to open it. You can't touch it. Don't be all upset if I got more than you. Amen. Amen. Daddy loves me more. <laughs> okay. Romans 5, starting verse 15, it says, But the free gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one, the many died, but much more did the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to the many. The gift is not like uh, that which came through the one who sinned, for on the one hand, the judgment arose from one transgression resulting in condemnation. But on the other hand, the free gift arose from many transgressions resulting in what? Justification. For if by the transgression of the one, death reigned through the one, how much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign. Will what? Reign. Will what? Reign. Where? 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 In life. Through the one Jesus Christ. That's not in life after you die and go to heaven reigning. It's reign now. But who reigns now? The ones who open up the gift of righteousness. Okay, let me go over on this side. You understand? Grace gift allows you to get the gift of salvation. But salvation doesn't get you to reign until you open up the gift of righteousness. Because righteousness is right standing with the governing authority, and I'm doing it your way, every way. The only way is the way you do it, and that's the way I'm doing it. You say to do it that way, I do it that way, and now I reign in life. Yeah. Hallelujah. So you can't take my reign. Your emotions can't take my reign. Your actions towards me can't take my reign. Your negativity towards me can't take my reign. Your uh, coming against me can't take my reign. Why? Because I can stay in righteousness. You being offended with me or wanting me to be offended with you can't make me stop reigning in life. As long as I open up the gift, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I reign in life. I reign in life. Why? Because those who do it God's way seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Dad, what do you want me to do right here? Because this is how I feel about it. And the Lord said, I understand how you feel, but I died for those feelings to get rid of those so you can do me. Now do me. I don't feel like doing you. Just believe. I'll believe it. And then all of a sudden, I feel like doing you. And this is better doing you than doing me. Because your way's better than my way. Your, your ways are better than my ways. Your thoughts are better than my thoughts. And your love is way better than my love. Hallelujah. And just open up the gifts of righteousness. Do you understand? Those gifts are strung out through this gift called the Word of God. Just strung out in here, man. If you just open the pages, like opening up a gift and begin to say, okay, how do I stand in righteousness here? Open up that gift. Find out what God says about you. Find out how God tells you to respond here. Find out what God, open the gift. Yeah. 
and let the gift out. As long as you keep it in the wrapper, you'll never know. You can't enjoy it. But when you open it up, then you can get the fullness of it. Amen. I mean, it's like we as believers are becoming content to just have pretty presents. You see all the gifts I have? What good are they if you're not using them? Amen. I remember this one particular individual, his wife bought a car and Harley drove it. He said, I don't know. I guess I need to just put a bow on the top of it. You know, he says like it's a precious gift or something. Can't even drive the thing around. Never would have got the thing if they weren't, if I knew they weren't going to drive it. So I didn't buy it to, des- to design it to be put in a museum. And I'm not talking it was a collectible. It was just a, you know, car. Amen. Some people, well, it's so precious, I can't even touch it. All of God's gifts are to be used. And they're tested. And the cool thing about his gifts is they don't wear out. <laughs> I said they don't wear out. Amen. They're just as new. <sighs> they're just as new day after day after day if you'll just have the same excitement. Amen. This would be the best Christmas ever. Okay, how about this next gift? All right. Pull this one out right here. Who wants this one? Oh, Eli. Eli has the gift. Yeah, go Gators. Hey, man, I saw on the ESPN today that we did really good in the first signing class. Yeah, I was really excited about that. And Oregon. Go Gators. Okay, open that up. It is the gift of the Spirit or the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Come on, do it, man. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Chelsea did. See, that's what I'm talking about. Them girls know how to lock it down, baby. There you go. Lift the room. Awesome. All right. You're welcome. Appreciate you. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 38 said, Peter said, Repent, and each one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy You know, the Holy Spirit's a gift. And let me tell you something about this gift. This gift doesn't like it when you disregard it. Now, he's not easily offended, but he's someone you don't talk about. Because Jesus said, now you can blaspheme me. You can talk all bad about me all you want to. But you talk about the Holy Ghost? Now, that's the problem because it won't be forgiven in this life or the next one. This is such a precious gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. God has been waiting since the fall of Adam to get him back inside man. (laughs) He could only come upon the prophet, priests, and kings. In other dispensations, he could just show up for a little bit and leave. He could only do things externally. All the while, he's saying, I want to get back inside and be right next to man as I was intended from the beginning. When God first breathed into the nostrils of that man and the Holy Spirit housed the vessel that the spirit of man that was, recre- that was made in the image and likeness of God dwelled in. Jesus said, man, if you come and be with me and make your abode with me and my father, right? Like, we want to be one. The Holy Ghost is so awesome. The Holy Ghost is like, I know it all. Because the Holy Ghost does. He gets all the information. He's got it all, and he's got the power with it. He's big stuff. He's the third person of the Godhead, but he's big stuff. He's the real deal. You know, we talk about Jesus. Jesus opened the door for the real deal to show up in your life, the Holy Spirit. I said the third person of the Godhead is not playing games on the inside of your skin suit. He's not coming in saying, hey, can we just play jump rope? You're like, let's just kid. Let's just play around. I just won't play. No, he's like, man, you have no idea this family you're in. We got things to do. You have no idea how awesome you are, but I'll release it. You have no idea the gift you are to mankind right now, but I'll show you it. He's awesome. This is the best gift. This is the gift you get 
This is that one deal you've been waiting on. This is the BB gun. But you'll shoot your eye out, kid. This is it. This is what you have been riding and waiting your whole life for. All right? The gift of the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 11, verse 13 says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to uh, your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Acts chapter 10, verse 45 and uh, 46 says, All the circumcised believers who came with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they were hearing them speak with tongues and exalting God. Woo! Amen. Acts chapter 11, verse 17, Therefore he gave, if God gave to them the same gift as he gave to us also after believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? Amen. The Holy Spirit. Come on, let's just all thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, thank you that Jesus opened the door for the Holy Spirit to come and live in us and come upon us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're alive and well in me. We honor your presence in our life. We honor your presence in our life. Wow, what a gift the Holy Spirit is. What a gift. And no matter what, you understand, whatever trouble you're in, it's the Holy Ghost getting you out. He is waiting on a word from the king. And when the king says, this is what we're going to do, and you echo it, the Holy Ghost is going to bring it to pass. Jesus does not split the grave without the Holy Ghost. And you got problems. You don't have problems. Jesus, three days in the grave, never sinned, took on all of humanity's disobedience. And the Holy Ghost went and got him out. And if the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Man, I'm telling you, when you get in a funk and you get in a flesh fit, you ought to look at yourself in the mirror. Slap yourself silly. Just haul off and slap your face and say, get it together, man. The Holy Ghost is in me. You need to get a realization. The Holy Ghost is in you. When you're born again, you get the gift of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, the, the manifest love of God in you. Wow. He's in you. How far do I have to go to get to God? Hello. <laughs> right? God seems so far away. You don't know who you are. He came and lived in you. Amen. Just go stand in the mirror and say, Lord. Now, you're not talking to you. You're talking to the Holy Ghost in you. Lord, you're greater than this I'm in. He is. It's the greatest gift. It's the gift of overcoming. The gift of victory. The gift of power. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. So what have we already been able to unwrap under Christ's tree so far? We've unwrapped the gift of grace. We've unwrapped the gift of salvation, the gift of righteousness, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But you know what's so jacked awesome about the Holy Spirit? When you open up the Holy Spirit, you actually get gifts inside him. He actually comes bringing gifts. Amen. He brings gifts with him. It's the gifts of the Spirit. Amen? So I got another one. Anybody? Anybody? Come on, Amy. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter you're welcome. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. If you're a believer... You're, you shouldn't be unaware that the Holy Spirit in you, come on, the Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit in you will give gifts in your life to overcome and navigate through every challenge. 
I mean, it's like a one-stop shop. This is Walmart on steroids. This is bigger than Super Target. Amen. This is bigger than Mall of Millennium, the Millennium Mall in Orlando, or the biggest mall you can think about. This is bigger than all of it. And he says, I don't want you to be unaware, which he's talking to the uh, church that was operating in the gifts of the Spirit, but didn't understand what they were operating in. He had to help them navigate that. We act like, you know, well, you know, I wish we could get a, a move of God. Look, you are a move. You are a move of God. And if you'll yield and do the things necessary, the gifts of the Spirit are manifest. In your life. Romans chapter 1 verse 11 says this, For I long to see you so that I may impart some spiritual gift to you that you may be established. Amen. We know what there are nine gifts that the Holy Spirit has, right? Nine gifts that come with him. And what gift is the most important? The one necessary at the time. So again, when Pastor Marcus gets up tonight and says, let's just pray in the Spirit, well, he's just talking about your prayer language, that which everyone has just by receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit upon them, you can begin to speak in other tongues, right? But you get the untrained, so when he begins to pray in the Spirit, because he's in the mic, people are like, oh, you're praying in, praying in tongues, we need an interpretation. Well, guess what? He did interpret. He just didn't say, thus saith the Lord each time. He would just say some things, praise his name. He went over in English just as easy as he did in the Spirit. And you heard all of it. Ah, uh, but those who've been trained wrong, all of a sudden, you know, because, you know, the Bible says when we pray in tongues, the unbeliever will realize God's in the room. Unbelievers, we don't have a problem with this. Unless we all just pray in tongues and we never said anything in English, then that's a problem because they're like, what they say? Sure, you're not going to get anything. This is why you have to have interpretation or you got to do some instruction. That's why I said the gift of prophecy, rather say something in prophecy than in tongues because at least then they actually can understand what to apply to their life. They can't understand it if it's all we were doing is speaking in tongues. So let's rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. And tongues are for today still. Amen. So tongues, interpretation of tongues, equal to the gift of prophecy. Those three, those are called the utterance gifts. And then you got the, uh, um, the gift of uh, faith, uh, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healing. Uh, those are what we call the power uh, gifts. And then you have the, um, what's the other one called? Revelation, thank you. Uh, the discerning of spirit, a uh, word of knowledge, and a word of wisdom. Some of you, all you need is a word of knowledge about your situation. You'll be all right. And the problem is you're trying to get counsel with the world instead of getting counsel from the counselor. Yeah. Trying to get your friend to get you out instead of saying, Holy Spirit, what in the world am I supposed to do? And he'll begin to give you things. What did we, we launched out in Matthew chapter 7 says, seek. And you'll find, ask. Knock. And it went on to say, if you being even give good gifts, how much more your Heavenly Father give you good gifts? And then we saw it in the Mark account where he's saying these good gift is actually the Holy Spirit. All the answers that you need are within. Are you actually taking the time with him to get the answer? <laughs> Woo, that's called personal responsibility. That's not popular preaching today. But it's the Bible nonetheless, whether it's popular or not. Amen. So let's just preach truth instead of popularity. Because I don't need you to tweet me and make me feel good and tell me how awesome my message was. I need you to live life in Christ. Amen. So whatever you're going through, guess who already has the answer? And he'll guide and direct you into all truth. He'll say, well, go over to Psalms. Or go over to Matthew. <laughs> right? Amen. But you want, go talk to so-and-so who will hear God for you. Now, that can happen. And God's so merciful, sometimes he just has to do that. Because, again, he's, he's a giving God. Well, they're not listening. Maybe they'll listen to me through them. Well, you know, I was praying for you, and I got in my spirit. Well, how did they get that in their spirit? You know how we always get, isn't it amazing how people are like, they, they, 
Only God could have known that. God's known that the whole time. God's known it the whole time. You've known it the whole time that you were in that situation. But all of a sudden you're blown away and you want to hear God more because somebody who didn't know about your situation tells you about your situation. Which that ain't even important. Because you know that. What's important is how to get out. So are we listening to that? When the man or woman of God says, you know what? I perceive the Lord saying this is going on in your life. You're right, man. God spoke to me today. But what did he say after what you already knew? Oh, yeah. I'm preaching way better than I'm getting amens. Amen. Right. This is the disadvantage of pastor because, again, I'm the, the shepherd, you know, the under shepherd of Jesus. And so I'm down here on the earth like a little um, um, uh, sheepdog, right? You know, come on. What are you doing? Get, get back in church. Get what you know, oh, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Stay here, stay in this field. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. No, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, so that means I know what's going on. And I can say, hey, listen, if you would just, well, Pastor knows everything about me. <laughs> well, if you weren't wandering so obviously. I mean, you are a white sheep on a green field. It's pretty obvious. I mean, even the wolves know you're doing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, let's just repent quickly. Let's open up that gift of righteousness again, right? Let's go back down. So where's that gift of righteousness? At? Let me hold that. Let me pull that back up. Amen. Hallelujah. The gifts of the Spirit, right? 1 Corinthians 12, 4 says, Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. Verse Corinthians 13, that's what I love about 13 too. Because again, people get off. You know, oh, I'm going to open up the gifts of the Spirit. Oh, I want to have the gifts of the Spirit. It's like, that's what they want. They only want that gift now. Why? Because if I can tell you about you and you don't know, you know that I don't know, but I know, all of a sudden, I look more godly. I look like I'm closer. But again, I'm only getting the information you already actually know. It's just without you telling me. And knowing what you know doesn't change you. Because you've freely given what you know to many people. Well, let me tell you what's going on in my life. Then all of a sudden, a complete stranger shows up and tells you what's in your life and says, you know, thus saith the Lord. And all of a sudden, we're going to hear. But what's the next? But you need to. <laughs> Are you going to go tell somebody else and tell somebody else? And the same thing is all, all, all we're going to know is what's not changed. 1 Corinthians 13, 2 says this, If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and, and, ha and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. So you've got to understand the gifts of the Spirit operate with love. Hallelujah. And you can't have the gifts of the Spirit operating at their most effective, at, at the effectiveness God designed if you're not maintaining the gift of righteousness. Because the gift of righteousness will make, keep you in the love of God. Keeping the love of God. And the Holy Spirit will constantly say, let's go back to that gift of righteousness. What? Let's, let's go back to that gift of righteousness. We'll help you out. We'll get out of this mess. We can deliver you from this. Whether it's an external or whether you've done it internally. Either way, he'll get you back to the gift of righteousness that'll get you out every time. All right? Hallelujah. Um, okay, I got two more gifts. Um, so... I should have, you know, did the first one with the Bible, but that's okay. Uh, anybody want this one? Oh, yeah, I see you over there. I don't, I don't know. I don't want anybody on this side. Does that, that upset you? Does that make you sad? Anybody get upset? Oh, Eli, look at him. He's like, I want more. <laughs> but there's more. You're awesome, Eli. Nobody ever here wants a gift. What's wrong with you guys over here? Okay, right here, yes. I just like to get other faces, not that all of you, you know, aren't great. 
Amen. Because God's not a respecter of persons, so that's why I kind of do that. Except for, you know, a few people I'm just picking on today. Okay. Uh, this is an awesome gift. This is the gift of assignment. Do you know there's a gift of assignment? Amen. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says this. As each one has received a special gift. Amen. Do you have that? Yes. Oh, this is amazing. Merry Christmas. You'll love it. First uh, Peter 4.10 says this, for each, for each one has received a special gift. Employ it for serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Do you know the manifold grace, which is not just saving grace. There's way more than that. All of God's grace, which is really empowering once you get bored again, will cause your special gift to show up. Go ahead, say this about you. So go ahead, say this. Say, I, I am a special gift. Special. Now, that's scriptural. Now, whether you felt that or not is irrelevant. Because God doesn't go by how you feel. God goes by what he declares about you. And if you'll believe what God declares about you, you'll become that. If you resist what God declares about you, you'll stay like you are, and then you'll stand before God, and he'll only reveal to you what you could have been, and then you'll be highly disappointed. Because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So whether you ever choose to get into your gift of assignment, that's the one God's looking at. That's the one. Proverbs 18, 16 says, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Amen. Romans 11, 9, uh, 11, 29 says, For the gifts and callings of God are, there it is, irrevocable or without repentance. Romans 12, 6 says, Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly if prophecy according to the proportion of his faith. So each one of us have the gift of assignment. Many never unwrap that gift. I'm really sad to say that many only unwrap the gift of grace and the gift of salvation. The majority do. Now, when they get the gift of salvation, there is the gift of the Holy Spirit in, but they don't open it all up. It's like a two-part gift. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. And these are gifts we can have all the time. God's not withholding it. See, unlike parents, you know, Sometimes our kids can ask for some things that are like, this is out of our league. They're like, man, I can't. I mean, your bank account tells you, forget about it. It ain't happening. Right? So, you know, you, you get them something different. You're loving them. You're doing the best you can with what you have. But that's never an issue with God. <laughs> it's never an issue with God. His are the best gifts ever. So the problem is some gifts we don't appreciate as much as others. We value the gifts we want, but not the ones that are necessary. So I got one more gift. And the reason I guess it worked out, maybe it was just more Holy Ghost led than I thought initially. Because this last gift is probably the most rejected gift that God has from the Word of God that is continually available to believers. And it's called ministry gifts. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8 says, Therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led uh, captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. And some he gave as apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers. Do you know what? You could come every Wednesday night and every Sunday and unwrap pastor. Many never unwrap me. Many only see Earl. And when you see Earl, you get Earl. Because the Bible is very clear. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's... Well, if a prophet's got a reward, do you think a pastor does? Do you think an apostle does? Do you think an evangelist does? Do you think a teacher does? 
Amen. I don't require anyone to call me pastor, but you sure want that gift more than you want Earl. Hallelujah. Amen. Because I kind of work alongside the Holy Ghost. The difference between me and the Holy Ghost is you get to see me. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can actually touch me. Right? I can come down and shake your hand, give you a hug. Right? And still say what the Holy Ghost says. Now, you're going to have to get that right. Man, there's more in you. Come on, let's do something. You're a blessing to the body. I mean, does the Holy Ghost not encourage us? Right? Does the Holy Ghost not, you know, look what the Word says here. And it says, wow, I've never saw that before. Pastor, ah, oh, guess what? I just taught you something. But it wasn't me. It was the Holy Ghost through me. <laughs> Amen. You just get to see me, hear my voice, smell me when I smell bad. Right? I mean, I'm right here in front of you. But a lot of times, we leave that not, un, not, not, we don't, we don't want to unwrap. It's like, oh, there, it's kind of like, hey, there's one more. You know, I'm good. Oh, you're good. Yeah. I don't need that one. It's amazing how many people leave that gift under Christ's tree. Well, I got the Holy Ghost too. Okay, but the pastor has the Holy Ghost in a way that you don't. The apostle has the Holy Ghost in the way you don't because it comes with the gift. The prophet has the Holy Ghost in a way you don't because it comes with the gift. Now, we all have a gift of assignment, but those who have that assignment has that kind of gift that comes with that assignment. And if you'll come, how do you unwrap the gift? You come in faith. That's how you unwrap all of them. How do you unwrap any of these gifts? You unwrap them in faith. You don't physically unwrap them. You believe them, and they come uh, out of their box, so to speak. And then you get to enjoy them because you are enjoying them by faith. How does grace happen in your life? Uh, uh, through grace or by grace through faith. Faith unwrapped grace. How do you get saved? By faith. Right? How does righteousness operate? By faith. Abraham believed God, and it was what? Accredited to him as righteousness. So it's by faith. How do you receive the Holy Ghost? By faith. How does the gifts of the Spirit operate in your life? By faith. How do you do your assignment that God's called you? By faith, because again, he'll say, Paul, or I called you to touch the nations. Well, he didn't go to the nations initially. He believed God. He said, that which I've apprehended, I'm still trying to lay hold of that doggone thing. Which means by faith, I get up and keep moving around to try to accomplish. And there was one time he's in jail, called, called Daniel. He's, he has the calling. He's in jail, and he's like, I am betwixt between two places, whether to go on to be with the Lord, call this thing over, or to remain here with you. But what did he know? My assignment's not done, even though it hadn't been fulfilled, but I'm on the track, but I'm not there yet. So I'm convinced I can't die because the gift of the assignment's too important. So I'm going to remain for you because if it's about the gift of grace and gift of salvation and the gift of the Holy Spirit living in me, confirm, confirming with my spirit that I'm a child of God and, this, and the gifts of the Spirit, I'm good. We're out of here. If it's about righteousness, I'm righteous. But the assignment compels me to stay. But there came a later time he tells uh, Timothy, I've fought the good fight. I've run the race. I've completed the assignment of that gift given to me. And how did the gift of assignment for him operate it? Through the gift of the ministry gift. For he was an apostle. Are you with me? Amen. But too often people want to leave that gift here. When that gift is right in front of you, God can't get any more real to you than the, the man or woman of God that sits in those gifts that speak on behalf of God from the word of God that are not given their opinion about the matter. So what does the word say? I know that's how you feel. I recognize that. But God. And how do you unwrap that? Every time you come say, I believe the anointing on that life 
is going to manifest to change my life. I'm going to unwrap it today. So that when I leave, I will apply what God wants to say through that gift to me. And Paul said it this way. I thank you guys that you, when we preached the word, you did not accept it as the word of men, but what it really is, the word of God.